everybody to the Taste of Podcast, episode 15, Spectacular! Woo! Yeah! When did we decide it was a spectacular, Jordan? Uh, I just did, because it's a, it's, it's a multiple of five. I so, am Jordan. I'm Jordan. Who are you? Who am I speaking to? I, I'm Aaron. I thought Dylan was going to introduce himself. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm also here with Dylan. Hi! Hi, Dylan. Dylan. Sorry. So today marks our first ever um, distant uh, Tasteful podcast, remote Tasteful podcast. It's our first podcast where Aaron and I are not in the same place. I am down here in Melbourne and Aaron is still up in North Haven. I am with Dylan myself. So that just explains all the confusion that might go on in this uh, podcast, but we decided to do a little special um, because I've, I've been down here for uh, two weeks. Roundabout, yeah. Yeah, quite a yeah, while. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I've been down here for two weeks now, and we don't want to get too be- far behind on the podcast. So, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna do a, a Jordan's trip podcast when I come back. But in the meantime, we are going to do everyone's top five favorite films. Yes. Yay! Sweet. So <laughs> what we're gonna do? Um, so we've all ranked um, from uh, like from five to one. And we're just going to go one at a time. We're all going to talk about our fifth and then fourth and third. And then then in between second and one, we'll do our honorable mentions. Pretty much just like a Watch Mojo video. We've all been there. Yes. So how do, how do, we, how do we feel about ranking these? Was it difficult for you, Dylan? Oh, absolutely, Jordan. Because you see, ranking for me, I had this the top 10 prepared like beforehand just because that's how I roll. Yeah. But um, the thing is, none of them were able to be like defined as top 10. They were all just like my 10 favorites. I couldn't yeah. rank them because that's just, I'm a, I'm a weak man and yeah. I can't choose, I can't kill my babies. But the thing is, I just, you know, so it was a hard, difficult process defining which is my favorites of all. So, yeah. Thanks, Dylan. <laughs> um, as for what me, you, Aaron? as for me, I actually have never ranked movies against each other for some reason in my mind i struggle to compare one movie against another unless they are meant to be related like for example comparing marvel films to each other like i yeah i just can't comprehend it so me i've literally just thrown five movies i like that off the top of my head in a specific order yeah that's the way to go but like yeah i've never really I feel like I can't personally compare a movie to a different movie. It's like it's like trying to compare an apple to an orange. Mm. It's we're going on a journey into the soul, Jordan and Aaron. It's yes. both of those things. You gotta you gotta like you know it's gut reaction. Yeah, soul well, searching. I, I I've so- always kind of had a favorite. Like I'm like this is my favorite movie. This is my favorite book. You know all that stuff and um. For some reason, it's just something I've always done. And it was actually 10 years ago today that I discovered my favorite song of all time. And, it, and today, 10 years later to the day, still my favorite song. So I, th- I think uh, I'll sing about that a lot over the last couple of days. You know what the song is, Jordan. The song is um, Barbie Girl by Aqua. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, <laughs> yeah, I discovered that at the ripe age of 10. I hadn't heard it at all beforehand. Changed it what he thought it meant to be a man. Yeah, exactly. It helped me momentously through uh, uh, my teenage years. Um, it, it got me off the ledge a couple of times, you know? <laughs> Anyways, um, 
what else? Was it, yeah, was so, it the guy saying, come on, Barbie, let's go party? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'd be I'd be sitting down in my room and, like, you know, it's one of those movie moments, sad piano music playing, you know, you'll never be successful, Jordan. And, like, just things that people have said to me over the years. And then I'd, I'd, I'd look at myself in the mirror and I'd say, come on, Jordan, let's go party. Then I would, then I would scream, yeah! And then I would just run out of of the building, and that that would always get me psyched. Um, I, so the Jordan? the truth is, I am a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Life is plastic. It's fantastic. Um, no I, want, I want to film that, that video you. with you, Jordan. I want to actually film you film that whole thing you just described. No, we should g- do that. That's actually that's actually like a. It would be a good TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> We'll oh my god, that. Aaron, it could be your TikTok return. <laughs> yeah, okay. We'll, we'll, we'll see what it will be when you get yeah, back, Jordan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Um, <laughs> um, Alright, so... I've, I've always had, like, a favourite, but... Not with everything... I don't, like, rank everything, like, my top five of everything. Like, I don't... Like, I probably have, like, a top three songs or... Uh, yeah, I guess I do kind of rank everything. But... Uh, I've always, I've always had my, my, my top three have always been like very cemented. Um, but the rest, the rest are all just kind of free flowing, but, um, I was thinking about it during making dinner and I've, I've locked down my, my final five. It was difficult. I'm not going to say I'm proud of it, but you know, it's, it's, they made me who I am today and why, why run from that, you know? Okay. (laughs) So who's going to start? Oh, I don't know. Who should Oh, I've got a I've got a coin here. We've got Jordan, a five we have three coin. people. How are we going to How's it going to be okay. Well, I'll go third cuz I'm the guest. So if it lands on the side, Dylan goes first. Right. Okay. Heads. <laughs> and uh yeah, I'm tails anyway. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh gosh. Okay. Heads, you go first. Hey. Okay. So so I'll go uh, Aaron, Jordan and Dylan. Yeah, Dylan, you're cool. lost. Hey, but that's your number five. But Dylan, that means that you will be the last person to tell us their top one. Oh wow. I think that's what a pretty a momentous occasion. I think that is a pretty momentous occasion. So look Wait, so are we to counting that, down or up? We're counting down from five. So we're starting okay, at cool. five. So yeah. I do have to warn everyone, the top four are all kids' movies. <laughs> <laughs> I think pretty the, good. I think the main Part reason... Part of a child, so nothing to be ashamed of. I think the main reason for that is because I I remember them because of their nostalgia. Like, I yeah. look back uh, at yeah. them fondly because of the memories associated with them. So, yeah. number five is Toy Story. Toy Solid Story. choice. Toy Story 1? Yes, uh, Toy Story 1. Um, and Nice. I, I won't get... Yeah, um, I'll, I'll discuss that a bit later during my honourable mentions, but... The original Toy Story for me, it's one of my earlier movie memories that I've had. Um, yeah. And, like, it's stood the test of time. Like, I can still go back to it today and watch it and still enjoy it. And still, it still looks like a fairly decent movie. Like, it's just, it's an all-round good movie. <laughs> You're going to be great at this, <laughs> I I don't know what else to say. I'm sorry, guys. Like, so, well, so, it, so, you go. Yeah, it, it's got it like well, it's it's a big place for everyone in, in, in the entire like 
history of cinema because it's like that first massive like success story with 3D animation. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I mean, it, it, it was it was a first feature to be animated by computers. Full stop. Yeah, yeah. So and also it was like you know a massive hit. So <laughs> like yeah. So you, you, that's a very solid choice. Like. I, I could not agree. I could not disagree. That would be one of the best movies of all time. So yeah, well, it, it is. It is a great movie, definitely. Um, but, but I will have to say, I'm a sucker for Toy Story two. I think, if I'm honest, okay. now, don't get me wrong. Toy Story one's great, but I really like Toy Story two. Okay. Um, even though it's been years since I've seen it. The only problem with mm. Toy Story two is that it actually has like I remember being scared of it as a kid. Oh okay. So what I part? think I think that's why the goodbye I... Woody part. Uh, yes, actually, I think I had a nightmare about that <laughs> when I was younger. But, um, yeah, bye, so, Aaron. Like, I don't uh, want to play with you anymore. Well, no, it's, it's weird. Like, I remember certain parts of it, but not all of it. But that, that scene definitely freaked me out. I think it's because I'm, I think I relived the story of Toy Story 2 during a fever dream. <laughs> which I think okay. I think that's why I have such a negative memories of it like it, it was yeah I but Toy Story 1 I feel like was a very solid movie I, I think I think that, I think the, probably the reason why I like Toy Story 2 um, is I nothing like my favourite Pixar moment is Jessie's backstory and with the song When She Loved Me and like the whole story of like her like um her owner like growing up and um like Jessie being like abandoned below the mattress and then the one day she thinks that she's like gonna be useful again. Um she just gets thrown away. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, that's that always gets me. Yeah, well that that's gotta be like why in my, for my opinion, the same like that's why Pixar, of all those those like family animated movies, they're always gonna be king if it's yeah. if they keep up the the formula because yeah. like it's got that whole like for the whole family in the in the sense that like it'll destroy both kids and adults emotionally. Yeah. And like touch on all the heartstrings when most like of those movies are just like, oh yeah, the funny dad has a beast story about <laughs> he's just not sure how this thing works in these days, those damn kids. I remember I remember watching that that scene um from Toy Story Two after I just like gotten broken up with the first time, and it it it, it was really rough because the the girl who like abandoned Jesse's also names like Emily and stuff. Oh man, that that just got me. <laughs> I was a waddling pile of tears. Yeah. So your favorite movie was Toy Story Two, was it, Aaron? <laughs> no, no, my fifth favorite. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. But all, yeah, all the Toy Story movies hold up, and like yeah, Toy Story One, like Toy Story One, solid, one, so it's so, solid, yeah. solid entry. You know, like. Yeah, what a, what a great leap of faith for like um, Disney to take in that regard, and oh, how yeah. much it's paid off with a massive franchise. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, cool. All right. Um, My number five. Um, now, this is one that I saw actually during school. Um, it's a classic from nineteen eighty five called Stand by Me. Now, has everyone here seen it? You yep. saw it, Aaron, right? I'm fairly sure. I'm just I'm looking it up now so I can. <laughs> oh yeah, the one with the four boys. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, it's based on like a Stephen King novel about four boys who um, hear about this uh, th- this kid um, apparently um, like went out 
uh, and got hit by a train, but no one's like found the body or something. That that part has actually always kind of confused me because like, how do they know that he got hit by a tra- by a train but haven't seen his body? But regardless, these boys here that um, these other like greasy gang dudes are gonna like go and like get um, find the body and then become heroes. And the kids are like, no, let's 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 all go out and do it ourselves. Um, and it's an it's an awesome like movie just about them just traveling towards like this place. Um, and you know, it's, it's one of those like coming of age movies about, um, teenagers growing up with like real problems. Um, and there, there are so many just awesome themes that it, uh, portrays in such a realistic way. Like, uh, all, all four kids are like pretty, like not really stereotypes, but they have like, uh, how do you like pronounce like exaggerated? Yeah, well, they're all they're all they contrast each other, so they stand out better. So yeah. like you fall in love with all of these characters, like within the first like five yeah. minutes of meeting them. So, you know, yeah. you have Vern, the you know the kind of chubby kid who's a little bit innocent, but um, you know, wants to be with the cool kids. So it's um, like relatable to everyone, kind of thing. Yeah, like like everyone can relate. Like you're a Vern, or um. Be you're a teddy yeah there'll be someone you can relate to and like everyone can relate to someone in this story and mm. be more immersed in it exactly and it, I, I don't mean to spoil the movie but it, it's told by um it's it's told by like uh basically the story is narrated by this man who just found out that one of them had just died and so he's kind of writing this story kind of reliving his childhood back in the 50s yeah, like a usual eulogy for his or for his friend. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm not going to say who, who does, like, pass away if you haven't seen the movie, but, um, yeah, it just it, de- it just deals with so much, so many, like, great themes, and I definitely recommend every teenager should see it, because it's not, like, a gory movie or anything, but, like, it doesn't sugar- sugarcoat real issues, like, um, like, for example, one of, one of the kids is missing, like, a bit of his ear because his father held it to a stove, um, because uh, his father... Is um is dealing with PTSD from being like in the army, and right, like that. Yeah. That's just one of the things. And um, th- and, and and another thing is um at the end of the movie, this isn't really a spoiler. They they all kind of go their separate ways. It's like they've reached the town. It's like all right, well I'm gonna go back to my mum's now. And the other one's like, yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, isn't it because they're all going to like different schools and different ways in the paths? They're, they're all going to the same school, but like it's it, like cause it's, it's a tiny town, but everyone just goes off like off and oh, yeah. um. It's kind of implied that it's like the last time they're all hanging out together. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's really like a coming of age because he's like, well, Vern, you know, he um, he he made his way through school, but like he, he wasn't that great, and now I hear he's a forklift driver, and um, Teddy, well, he tried to get in the army, but his eyes weren't, you know, so he's been in in and out of prison a couple of times. It's like it's just like a realistic look at teenage life that stands the test of time, and. It's such like it's such an innocent but at the same time non innocent movie. Just mm. just a really fun time and I, I couldn't recommend it more. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, Dilly. so now my number five has gotta be a film it's quite new actually. It only came out about two, three years ago. It is um Martin McDonald's three billboards outside Ebbing, oh Missouri. Oh my gosh. Yes. Now have you yes. seen that one, Aaron? I haven't even heard of that. <laughs> Okay. Now, three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, or three billboards as we're going to call it from now on, just because things are easier that way. Or Tabo... 
We're not, no, no, no one will remember that ever. <laughs> to boom. But yeah, so essentially the story is about a small um, town in Missouri, basic called Ebbing, funnily enough, and it follows a mother whose um, daughter was um, raped quite close to their home, and that it's basically her battling with the police, who she thinks are like failing to do it, do the job justice, and it goes in what the, that description that I just gave you is a basically pretty misleading because the movie isn't really even about that in a lot of ways. It's mostly just about like the flaw, individual flaws of these characters and like the chief of police is like the best character in the show, in the movie, in my, in my opinion, yeah. he's played by, um, Sam Rockwell, not Sam Rockwell. Oh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, followed closely by Sam Rockwell as like this, Sam Rockwell plays like this kind of bumbling hillbilly, like racist cop, yeah. but you still manage to fall in love with him anyway. <laughs> it's really bizarre. And, it's an incredibly dark humour movie, which is so far up my alley. And yeah. I've loved every one of his movies that he's made since then, but, like, before that movie, the, um, the director, but this is definitely my favourite one of all. Because it's just... You fall in love with all of these characters and you'll have no idea where it's going. It's just a yeah. roller coaster. It, that, that would be exactly how i describe it, in which you don't really... Like, that whole plot about... Well, the, the reason why it's called Three Billboards is because the mother is so tired of them not talking uh, talking about it. Like, the, the whole fact that, like, her daughter yeah. had this atrocious thing done is actually then... Everyone um, kind of wants to sweep it under the rug because yeah, they just yeah. can't solve the, the crime. Yeah, and it's a small town and, like, you know, word gets around. But what she does is she, um, she buys three billboards and one of them was, like, my daughter was raped. The next one was, like, burned and then murdered. Yeah. Um, so what zero was suspects. How come Chief Willoughby? Yeah, like, so it's, so it's calling like, out the police chief. Yeah, yeah, she, she's sick of it. But um, it, she's a badass. Like yeah, yeah. the might probably the most badass female character I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and she, uh, the the reason why I really like this movie is that it it's got it's just it's just um, paced really well. In which that you see the the very first scene is her just kind of like looking at what the billboards used to be like the old advertisements and stuff. She's like, hmm, and then you see her buy the billboards and all that sort of stuff. But it's it's a long time before you actually get to see the billboards, and it it, it um it mm. really emphasizes the message that they're trying to portray. Um, but yeah, what a roller coaster of a movie. Um, and it, it its endings also, it, even though I didn't like the ending when I first saw it. After thinking about it a lot, I've only seen it once, but after thinking about it a lot, I really like the ending as well, which we won't give away, but yeah, man, that's a good, that, that would have to be one of my honorable mentions. <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah. All right. Um, so I think we've talked, finished talking about that one. So we'll loop, loop back around to Aaron. Right. Um, you there, Aaron? Yeah, I'm here. I'm just, yep, cool. I'm just kind of rethinking my number four. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it. Well... What I have written down is Emperor's New Groove. Oh, <laughs> awesome. It's, Good it's a, answer. It's a classic movie. It's I, I, I love it. It's a great movie. And I, I feel like the reason why I put it number four, it's because of the memes with our family. Oh, like, yeah, we, no, like... Yeah, just so much. Like, so, so just, I'll be quick, but I only watched that movie, like, about four months ago, and it was hysterical. Like... Like, I, I, you see all those memes around, but, like, it's still so much funny, more, like, fun and funny outside of that as well. Well, it's just, it's crazy. But, yeah, I don't know what I would replace it with in my number four, which is why I haven't changed it yet. 
But um, yeah, I I quite enjoy the movie. I, it's something I like to go back and re rewatch, sort of every year kind of thing, and it. I feel. You you guys are asking too much. You guys are asking too much of me. I don't know how to rank movies. Like, well, just tell, no, tell us what you like about it. Yeah. The thing is, is that I have a massive list of honorable mentions, but basically all That's of them okay. are No one's going to hold it against you if you rank one thing higher than the other. No, but the thing is... We just want to talk about the movies you like. But the thing is, is the... Um, like, all my top five are completely interchangeable with every one of the honorable mentions. Like... Uh, okay. Yeah. Which is why I'm struggling so much with this. Um, yeah, I've got, I've got, like, another five that are in my top 10 that could be on this list just as much as the others, but I just chose the others more because, like, I prefer to talk about them. But yeah. But yeah. So, like, just talk... Like, yeah, just go with Emperor's New Groove because that's I, a good choice. Yeah. I, I think I might have seen it once when I was a really little kid mm. or when it just came out or whatever. Um, I don't really remember that much, but I know it's about, like... It's a play on, like, the Emperor's New Clothes... That yeah, well, they, like conceptually, like I yeah. I don't know the original story, but like right. yeah, you, you're in the right ballpark. Is the Emperor's New Groove also a TV show? Uh, the Emperor's New uh, School yeah. was like a spin-off show thing. Mm, okay, mm. I, I I don't know anything about that. I just know what it's called. I, but I that's remember... a typical Disney. Is it Disney? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, Disney. it's a typical it's, Disney it's thing like to a... do to make a TV show out of a movie kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But... Who plays the Emperor? Um. I'm just getting the information up now for you. Yeah, he's an actor that you like. Is is pretty recognisable. I can't remember his name though. Uh, David Spade. David Spade. You'd recognise his voice. Yeah, I give you it that does much. Sound familiar. Alright, Yeah. Yeah. So, any, anything else to add? It's a, it's a great movie with lots of funny moments and like all the reviews. I've watched of it on YouTube and that because it like pops up in my recommend like every couple of weeks is like yeah. it's a movie that is extremely well-rounded has great character arcs and um like it's just a fun watch like it's yeah, it's, it's just, it's just so solid like yeah it's it's very timeless like I I don't reckon like it's going to age like at all until the English language just goes beyond <laughs> goes beyond it yeah. but yeah so my number 4 is a very special movie that's dear to my heart. I've only seen it twice, I think. Um, once in the movies with Dylan, and then once again last year. And between those times, I didn't really think about it much, but watching it a second time, it just... it just Even though it, it did it on the first time, don't get me wrong, but on the second time, it spoke to me even more. It is La La Land. La La Land is, to me, the perfect love letter to both musicals, like uh, movie musicals, and Hollywood at the same time in such a brilliantly written, composed, and directed movie um, that you... you it's, just, it's, it's just everything I love about filmmaking wrapped up into one movie. Yeah. Dylan, what do you have to say? Have, have, you've seen it, Aaron? No, I haven't. I just, I've oh, okay. just searched it up on Netflix and it's available, so I'll be probably... I might watch that tonight. I might watch it tomorrow morning. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it stars Ryan Gosling and Emma Stone... And basically, they're both aspiring um, performers in L.A. L.A. is obviously known as a place where people go to chase their dreams. And this is like, um, the, the director said that this is pretty much like a love letter to the, to the people who dream. Yeah. Um, 
funny enough, there's a song with that, that like going <laughs> yeah. through the whole theme of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, Ryan Gosling plays this uh, jazz pianist um, who wants to open up his own jazz restaurant because he loves it. Emma Stone's a jazz hating uh, chick uh, who, but she's an expi- uh, sorry, an aspiring actress, um, and she wants to make it big. Um, and they keep running into each other uh, throughout their adventures in LA um, over a year, and then they fall in love and stuff. Uh, but when you just when you just look at, at it from like a technical standpoint, um, it's amazing because they've you know they decide to use um, like a they shot it on film, um, what do you call it? like Technicolor, like Cinemascope um, um, film that no. they've used. Oh, what was it on? It was just um, normal film, but how they um, they color graded and did lots of um, color things because Technicolor is actually using three different sets of film to record each color. Which, oh, oh, right, which yeah, is okay. very expensive to do, and I don't think they did, and I'm very sure they didn't do that for La La Land. Um, right. But one of the really cool things about La La Land, um, from a technical standpoint, is it was one of the first movies I think to use the RE Trinity stabilizer. Which is um, right. Which probably doesn't mean too much to you, but if you, uh, um, but it's basically what made um, what was that big one shot? Another day war of movie sun. that came out. Oh, nineteen seventeen. Yeah, nineteen seventeen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it I was the thing yeah. that made nineteen seventeen possible. Basically, is this yeah. crazy stabilizer system made by um, Ari? I think they're Ari Ari cameras or whatever. But like it, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> that, that was just me yeah, geeking right. out about tech stuff. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Uh, I remember them talking about that with 1917, and um, someone mentioned that it, it had been used in La La Land. Yeah, they used that in the first scene in Another Day of Sun. Um, it opens up so the the whole movie just opens up so well um, with a massive ensemble number filmed on like the freeway with no CGI. Like it's like they actually just rented out that freeway for a bit. Mm. Um, and when Dylan and I. Uh, uh, decided to watch it in the movies. It was it was like the last night you could go yeah, and see yeah. it. So we were pretty much almost alone in the cinema. But we saw that first scene, and then um, it had the title La La Land. We just like turned to each other. And we we're like, "Whoa, this is cool." Yeah, and we're then, like, "We're in, we're in for something good." Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. And then we pretty much didn't talk throughout the rest of the movie. Um, and then at the end, we were both like, "That is one of the best movies we've ever seen." Oh, like, it was amazing. Like it was so like fun and like singy in the good like you know they don't know the proper word for it but like so fun and singy and also like heartfelt and like yeah. so emotionally deep like sometimes with movie musicals and mo- definitely musicals in general is that a, I, I find that they don't dwell on the dialogue long enough and it's like sometimes like the dialogue is just a bridge in between songs but I but La La Land doesn't really have that many musical numbers um obviously it's like what an hour and a half to two hours or whatnot. So it it's it's shorter than an actual like stage musical, but um, there's a lot more. It focuses just like a lot more on dialogue and a lot more on the characters. But it has like you know a good amount of musical numbers peppered in. Um, it's just absolutely absolutely beautiful, and it just yeah it 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 makes me want to just you know go out there and burst into song. But well, yeah. well uh, it makes me want to just move to LA. And, like, oh yeah, like, uh, like do that. You know, follow your dreams. Follow my dreams, but. You know, whether they remain dreams or whatnot, that'll, that'll be... You'll at least still have this thing. movie. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Here's to the idiots that dream. Yep. Suckers. Represent. All right, go for it, Dill. Yep. Okay, so my number four is a bit of a clash compared to my first movie, which was a dark, like, comedy thriller, kind of. But now this one is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Right. Have oh. you seen Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Aaron? Yes, I have, and I love that movie. It is actually in my honourable mentions. Oh, sweet. Nice. Oh, yeah, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one of those movies where I just watched it at the perfect time. And it is like the ultimate teenage fantasy movie. As in like, I don't know, like, I'm not even talking about it in like a traditional reviewer's way of how I talk about how, it, oh, it's so emotionally deep and all that. But I just adore it because it's just beyond fun. Like, mm. it is so much fun and so enjoyable. And you just fall in love with the characters and watch them go on this crazy, like, stupidly elaborate heist. And Ferris Bueller is such like a tyrannical cult leader a personality. And you just... <laughs> A big, you worship him basically at the end of the movie and it is just so much fun like yeah I, I'd seen that right when I needed like the ultimate pick me up I think and then it just stuck with me forever yeah Dylan watched it the night his dad passed away so oh, it was a tragic day but Ferris made me okay <laughs> It, it, t- it started off as the worst day ever, but it ended off as the best day yeah, ever. I will, that, that, that will be the best day I ever have. have. So <laughs> oh nothing God, can top that so... now, thanks to Ferris Bueller. <laughs> Alright, we'll stop that. Yeah, maybe, maybe you went a bit too far on that yeah, one, John. Sorry. Me too. <laughs> I've, I've seen it once. For those who are aware, my father is not dead. Yeah, yeah. So, um, not aware. Uh, I, I've seen it once. I think it was, it, it was with you a couple of years ago. Um, I don't really remember that much about it, but I do just c- kind of remember... Yeah, it's like a, a massive teenage fantasy movie. Yeah. Um, PG-related, at least. Um, and, yeah, it's just... Yeah, it's like nothing serious, nothing emotionally deep, as far as I remember. Just, yeah, just like a good time of a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I should watch it again at some point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's that's my number <laughs> yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. Aaron, number... Th- uh, uno, dos, tres. Uh, numero tres. I hate my number three. You hate the movie or you hate your choices? I hate, I hate why I chose it. It's High well, School Musical. Just, just, just commit High School Musical. <laughs> I haven't seen this one. Is it actually High School Musical? The original High School Musical. Oh! <laughs> the one that started... Awesome, I haven't seen that. Yeah, so you're, you're the only one, Aaron, so you well, go for it. It was released... Sell um, it to us. I'm fairly sure it was direct to DVD. Or, no, it was um by... It was by um, Disney Studio... Um, not, like, not Disney's movie division, but Disney's um, TV division. Right. So That's it wasn't even, it wasn't technically even Disney, but, um, right. it, it's, a, it, okay, I think the reason why it's such a big thing in my head is because it was a, um, we, it was very deeply ingrained with, um, my extended family. Like we basically, every time it came out, we actually all went to the theaters and watched it together. Disney Channel. Yeah, That's what nice. I was trying to think of. Like it's a Disney oh, Channel Oh, right. Um, yeah. Disney movie. Channel. But, like, it's it's just such a great movie. Like, it's, looking back on it, it's actually got very cheesy love stories in all three of them. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but I think the reason why I picked it, I think the reason why I picked all of these is because I have some strong emotional connection to them, big, one way or another. Yeah, High School Musical made you who you are. <laughs> well, 
probably like our, <laughs> like yeah. our entire family is um musical by nature and um mm. and like we've just always had a great time like quoting it or listening to the cd on car trips like it's very deeply ingrained in my in who i am <laughs> nice yeah like um i haven't yeah i haven't seen them I, I, I kind of found them to be annoying when they came out, but like looking back and like after seeing it at players in 2014 and stuff, it's like, it's, it's such like an iconic um, movie for people aged our age. Cause they, that came out in like what? 2006. Uh, 2006. The yeah. First one. And then, yeah. And then like the next one came out like a year or two later, then uh, I had like senior year in like 2009 or something. 2007 like, for the second one and 2008 for the third one so they'll release right, one okay, year so, after each other yeah so um for that like you know for people age you know anywhere between like like born in like 1996 to like 2002 like it was a part of your childhood um like watching those even though like yeah. we had we i it them. wasn't a part of my childhood but it was a re- it was a part of everyone around me yeah yeah, childhood. yeah exactly it's like everyone knows like someone who's like obsessed with a high school musical and zach efron and then you know yeah like zach efron was such like a icon back then and Dream he's made boat. a good comeback but um yeah I can't, I can't really say much about it other than um even not having seen the movies it's hard to deny its iconic status within you know people aged in their late teens and early twenties, mm. mm. and still today. Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> um, but I am right. I'm a lot happier with my um, two and one choices. So look forward to those guys. All right. Well, we'll we'll, we'll be cold. We'll hold our tongues and wait and can wait with anticipation. Yes. So Jordan, <laughs> your number. My three. number three. <sighs> it's the best movie that I've seen in the cinemas. Me and Earl and the Dying Girl. This movie, when I saw it, I just, I never, like, I obviously did, but, like, I was, like, in love at first sight. Like, it, this movie just bleeds character. Um, and it bleeds such, like, an amazing vision that's seen through from beginning to end. Um, what you usually expect out of a, teen cancer movie is something along the lines of The Fault in Our Stars. Now, I, I haven't seen The Fault in Our Stars, but it, it's, you know, the classic... It's got that reputation and, like, association. Yeah, like, it's like, you know, it. classic, you know, cute boy falls in love with cute girl, and then... And you but, know it's doomed to fail. Yeah, you so know you it's doomed to fail. Shovel the popcorn into your mouth. Yeah. Um, and you know it's going to be, like, heartbreaking at the end. But me and Earl, even, like... Um, it it's so self aware that that it's a teen cancer movie that it uh, like both embraces it and completely avoids it at the same time. Um, because yeah, it's quite a subversion. Like yeah, yeah. The, 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 there's even a scene where you know, like the the, re, the main character talks to Rachel, who's just been diagnosed with leukemia. Um, the only reason why is because his mum is like guilt him into it. He's like, yeah. you know, if you don't, and it's like, fine. The only reason why I'm like, well, I'll go over there. is just so I can hang out to her 
And he says that to her. He's like, listen, yeah. my mom just wants you to hang out with me. Just do, don't do this for you. Just do this for me. Just give me one day so I can t- tick it off my list and then we can like never be friends again. Right. Yeah. She's like, all right, fine. Yeah. But obviously um, they, you know, start to bond and eventually they have like a laughing moment together. And then like, you know, romantic movie plays and then, um, and then the main character narrates... And, and usually at this point in the story, we'd look into each other's eyes and fall in love and all that stuff. But then, like, you know, the, the music stuff is like, but that's not this kind of story. Yeah. Um, and he reassures, like, it's, it's, quite, um, it's quite different because he tells you that she doesn't die at the end. He's like, don't worry, she survives. Um, so it's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Oh, let my guard down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um... It's it's a movie that I would recommend. Just uh, I just I I just don't want to talk about it too much because I like it's one not of enough people that, have seen it. Yeah, exactly. It's like not everyone knows what happens in the story and everything, but it's it's my favorite movie cinematically from a from a shot's perspective. Yeah, because it oh, it's just it's so oh, I just can't stop thinking about this. It's 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 amazing. Yeah, this has got to be like this is is one of my honorable mentions as well. Yeah. It's in my top ten, not my top five. But um, I just like adore how like this movie more than most young adult movies ish. Yeah. Um, me and Earl, and to a lesser extent the girl, um, um, are like. Very, very, very believable people, like, characters. Yeah. Like, you believe for, with your entire being that these are, like, goofball kids, like, kind of, like, slightly jackasses because they don't, like, you know, they're not they're not perfect beings, like, sent to, like, make all the little girls, like, go, oh, he's so dreamy. Yeah. They're, like, they're actual people, more like, and they don't talk like an actor is, like, would you would think an actor would. They, they They're much more, like relaxed and like quirk like yeah. you know they've got that quirk especially specifically the person who plays the, the main character what's, he, what's the um, character's name again? oh I, I, I just me st- uh, his name is me from me on the dying girl I always know this why do I not know this for uh, uh, for, Thomas Mann Thomas oh that's the, that's the actor but Greg yeah Greg Greg's the, I was thinking <laughs> of the character yeah, yeah Greg um yeah, so he's just a yeah, because like Greg's kind of a jackass. Like, the, like Jordan told me about the first cha- like t- told you about the first chapter, like the first like you know scene like the way he talks to the girl. Like he's not really doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He's not. It's, he's almost like Greg Heffley from Diary of a Yeah, if he was in his late teens. Yeah, and like Greg Heffley is like you know the worst human that ever lived. The more you look at it, and yeah. like Greg, Greg, this character is a lot better. And but the still. reason, another reason why I really like it is because it. Pretty much inspired T. Thomas Dove as well. Oh yeah, because, you'll you'll notice the connection when yeah. you watch the movie. Well, I'll, I'll just say it right now. They make movies together. Him and yeah. like uh, he he regards his friend. So this is just Earl, coming up yeah. as like a synopsis of the yeah. movie. But um, yeah, he regards his friend Earl not as his friend as his coworker. Yeah, because that's and, the kind of person he is. He's and, not really like very. Yeah. Um, he he's afraid of getting making. Yeah, he's friends. very fear like for afraid of rejection. <laughs> anyway, and, yeah. <laughs> Aaron, have you seen this movie? No. I think, I think <laughs> the closest that. thing to this movie that I've seen is The Space Between Us. Right. Is that the, the astronaut movie where he's born on Mars? Yes. Well, yeah, okay. It's such well, a I'm not talking to you, I'm talking to Aaron. Movie. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one. I, no, I thought you yeah. would like saying it. I thought yeah, it was okay. such a bad movie when I saw it. Um, the, the oh, it's got 16% is... on Rotten Tomatoes. 
Right. 15%. 16%. Oh, six, oh 16. Okay. That, so it's a good movie. Not, not a bad 15% movie. <laughs> we all know about those 15s. Yeah. The problem with me and, me and Elle is that, yeah, it, it should have it should have been a lot more popular than it actually was. Yeah, it should have been a classic, like seriously. But, but the, prob- the problem is, is that it came out like three years after The Fault in Our Stars and like that kind of genre had already started to age a little bit. And people were, like, too afraid of going into it because they thought it was just going to be another Fault in Our Stars or something, mm. you know? Not knowing of how subversive it is in that genre. Um, but anyway, I've been talking about this movie too much and now I just really want to watch it. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah. All right, so my number three, that's where we're at, right? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so my number three is a little movie called Whiplash. Yeah. Now, have you seen Whiplash, Aaron? No. Okay. Now, Whiplash is a psychological drama thriller thing <laughs> based about a um, drummer... Not really. <laughs> I, would, I think so. Yes, but, well, okay. Yeah. Sure. Based about a drummer and his um, abusive, dr- like, drumming, like, teacher, pretty much. And the thing is, like... This movie was directed by the same director that directed um, La La, La, La Land. Land. And they're very, very different movies. Wait, Aaron, have you seen First Man? No. Okay, well, it's the okay. same director as that as well. Yeah. So he's a very versatile director. Dave Chappelle, is it? Dave Daniel... Chappelle? D- I think it's Dave Chappelle. David no, it's Chappelle. not Dave. It's no, not Chappelle Dave. was his last... No. Chazelle. Chazelle. Damien Chazelle. Damien Chazelle, that's yeah, right. That's Dave it. Chappelle. That's probably someone else. Yeah, Chappelle is <laughs> Sorry, like a Dave stand-up or something or other, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, yeah. you're right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um... Yeah, so the thing is, it's a, like, this movie for me, I watched it once and thought, that was amazing, I never want to watch it again, it is so, like, it is so tense, and it's, so... It's, it's like the subreddit, thanks, I hate it. Yeah, exactly, like, it makes you want to go, it makes you feel pain, like, physical pain to me, because, like, and I adore it, like, I have only watched it, like, twice, I think. Yeah, once seen... Once by myself, and once with Jordan, and it's stuck with me to this day. Right, so you haven't seen it since. No, I don't want, like, I will watch it one day, but, like... Those two times were more than enough. It is so, so aggressive and like you feel like I'll say know, I'll say this about, about obsession. Both yeah. Whiplash and La La Land is that some people hate these movies, but they hate it definitely for the wrong reason because they're looking for the they're, they're looking too hard for realism or something. Yeah, so, like there there are people out there that love musicals that hate La La Land because they're like, well, it's trying to be this when it's not. Well, it's like, just just take it as what it is. This movie is about a jazz musician being in a jazz band, but it's not it, It's not necessarily specifically about jazz. It's more about obsession than, it's, like... It's about... It, it asks being the question, pushed on your limit. It, yeah, it, it asks the question, how far are you willing to go to perfect your craft? Yeah. And this is... And our character is a person that wants to do everything in their power, spend every second of their day perfecting their craft until they're the best. Yeah, um, and, it, and it shows, like, the, the highs and lows of that mentality yeah, and what exactly. it can do to a person. Exactly. So this person is a very committed, drive, driven individual, but they do things that no person should ever do because they, they start to sacrifice... He, like, he, like, they start to sacrifice, like, you know, personal relationships and health and whatnot. Exactly. Just to be... Um, so it's on my list or yours. <laughs> it's, it's it's in my it's 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 in um, my uh, honorable mention. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I don't know. Like, it's just so hard to watch in a good way. Like, that's all I can say about it. At the mm-hmm. end. 
So yeah. I, yeah, I would definitely recommend it, but just don't go in like looking picking, for a fun time. Yeah, picking apart. Oh, that jazz like orchestration wasn't really that jazz. Like, who, shut up. Who cares? Yeah. Watch the movie. Every artist should watch this movie. Yeah, definitely. I Be- think it's he- I think it's healthy in a way. Yeah, because- definitely. Yeah, you, you need like you need to like kind of face this. Like, yeah, I don't know. Let someone else fall down the hole for you. Yeah, exactly. So you know that not to fall in the hole. All right, we're getting we're getting down to it, guys. Yep. So we're up to number two, Aaron. So number two. How? What are you thinking? Number two. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have even seen this. It's The Little oh, Prince in 2015. That came out. I have not I seen that on Netflix. Wait, so it's a Netflix original? Uh, it's a Netflix film, but I think um. I think it was a Netflix-only release by the looks of it. Okay. Um, Little Prince in 2015, or yeah, just it came Little out. Prince? It came out 2015. I've okay. Just, I'm just. I'll just look up the Wikipedia article so Dylan and I can have some. I think it's a book, isn't it? Like, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, it, a, it's book. a book, and um, it's a movie based on that book. Um, I it, I cried the first time I watched it. <laughs> I okay. I don't know why. I, I just every time I've I've watched it three times now, and every time I watch it, like I just, I just, I just get too into it, and I, I end up crying at the end. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Well, it's it's got a good cast. I mean, what what's it about? Like, tell us a tale. Uh, let me just. Uh, an aviator. Oh, I'll, I'll just quickly say. Uh, I'll just quickly say. If, I haven't heard of it, and I don't think Dylan has either, but it's got a good cast with Paul Rudd, Jeff Bridges, and Ricky Gervais. <laughs> like, mm. I'm surprised I haven't heard about this. It's actually ahead. been pretty well received as well, um, by lots of people. <laughs> I don't nice. know what I'm saying at this point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm just looking. Um, okay. Uh, basically, um, a mum and her daughter moved to... Um, want to get into this school, so they move into a neighborhood where they, she basically has, she gets, ugh, sorry, she gets rejected from this prestigious school. So then they basically move to a neighborhood where the school basically has to accept her as a student. Um, but then the mum kind of forces a life plan onto this young girl, basically mm. inundating her with work twenty four seven. And like at first she's fine with it, That's but then she. For a child. <laughs> No, but she she enjoys it. It's like how she's been brought up with um out. I think after her dad died or whatever. Like, it's, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm a bit vague on the details. Um, but basically, she meets um the neighbor who's this crazy guy with an airplane in his backyard, and they meet after a prop goes fl- <laughs> through flying through this um mother and um, daughter's brand new house. Um. Killing their dog in the process. No. <laughs> um, Burning a part of the house down. <laughs> Police are involved. Yeah. You know. It's a foul play. Yeah. The, old, the old man gets beaten up with, due to police brutality. Um, He's killed. Oh, I just remembered a new honorable mention. Go ahead. But yeah, anyway, um, the, <laughs> the girl um, kind of meets the ape, um, this weird aviator neighbor, and he starts telling her the story of the little prince. Um, okay. and that's when her life kind of starts taking a shift. She starts becoming less focused on, uh, what she used to. So trying to get into this school and more becoming creative and Royalty. wonder like what you should be doing as a child instead of wanting to be sitting in a book doing calculus all day kind of thing. So, yeah. um, but yeah, it then goes through the story and 
plot twists happen and yeah i think you need to watch it if you if you want if, if i don't want to spoil it on here so you yeah, probably don't spoil just it. Watch, it does don't sound it. like it's got a good movie. premise so I'm, I'm pretty intrigued yeah but yeah basically um it's the there's a book the little prince and it takes the story of the little prince but then adds the whole element of the girl the aviator and the mum kind of thing on top of it yeah yeah nice pretty good all right well everyone knows my one and two but um for the viewers jordan so this is my this is my only strictly kids movie on my list but i'm not ashamed of it even the slightest clouded the chance of meatballs a classic movie from 2009 um starring bill Hader and uh mr t and uh, uh, Anna Faris and the rest, and, and the rest. Andy Samberg, and uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I think everyone's heard about Clouded to Chance of Meatballs, but I'll just quickly summarize it for those who've been living under a rock. Um, there's this sixteen-year-old uh, kid who's living um, on. Or maybe he's, I don't know, I think he's 18, but anyway, sorry. Um, he's living in a little island called Swallow Falls. Swallow yeah, Falls. yeah, Swallow, Swallow Falls. Right <laughs> You're less than I am. I know, but I'm like, is it that one or Chew and Swallow? But I'm like, Chew and Swallow comes later. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, just under the A in Atlantic. This movie is just absolutely funny from start to beginning. It's written so well, and it, even though it's beginning. a kid's movie... Also, also, he's an inventor, and he invents a machine that can oh, make yeah. food frame from the sky. <laughs> yeah. Jordan just kind of fit it, like <laughs> yeah. cut the like intro yeah. in half. Thanks, thanks, Dylan. You're really keeping me on. Um, yeah, yeah, basically that. Um, this movie is just hilarious. It's like even from the titles, it's like a Sony Pictures animation, a film by a lot of people, <laughs> and it's like, you know, like th- this movie was written by Phil Lord and Christopher Miller. Um, and they are, to me, the heroes in kids' movies these days. Cause what and, o- and also 21 Jump Street, because that was awesome. They, direct- oh, they did yeah, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I haven't, yeah. I haven't actually seen that yet. It's, it's, it, I, they also directed it sequel as well. Yeah, it looks like it's just like another dude bro comedy, but it's yeah. actually really clever. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Um, they also wrote the Lego movie, um, and they also wrote Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Um, they didn't direct Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse, but they direct, they both wrote and directed Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs, 21 and 22 Jump Street, and, um, the other one I just mentioned, the Lego Movie. They didn't do the Lego Movie 2, and they also didn't do Cloud of the Chance of Meatballs 2 either. Um, because they know what makes a good movie. They, Not um, the sequels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the sequel. <laughs> Wait, not the sequel of 22 Jump Street? Like no, what? like in, he was saying because they haven't oh, been right. yeah, the yeah, sequels, yeah, so yeah, they yeah, know yeah. the sequels are bad. Yeah, um, basic. Like it's just I'm so tired. Like I love kids movies when they're done well. Like nothing, nothing is as good as a really good kids movie. You know, um, fun for so, the whole the, family. Like there is not. I don't think there's a single fart joke in the entire. Clad as Chance of Meatballs. Yeah, you'd be surprised how far <laughs> that rare oh, that well, is. Baby Brett um, does the whole. I think I might need a new diaper. Uh, I think uh, at one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But so like, but no, like ac- accidental. You know, like yeah, it still has toilet though, humor though. Oh yeah, definitely. It's and got layers, cliches though. and stuff, but like, 
there's just a new joke every two seconds, and uh, like it's just so quotable. It's so quotable. I tried to run away that day, but you can't run away from your own feet. <laughs> or I don't know, just like er, er, all the details down to when like, um, like everyone's like preparing for the end of the world at the end of the movie, and uh, uh. <laughs> Earl, the police officer, like, hey! And you see his, like, butt cheeks, like, clenched <laughs> up. And, uh. it, and, like, there is so... Like, I notice a new joke every time I watch this movie. Um, there's this guy in, like, towards the end of the movie, like, after everything's happened, he's called the macaroni guy. You just see him in the background in the crowd scenes, always facing the wrong way. Because <laughs> he has this giant macaroni on his head, so he can't see at all. But it, like you, you see, you see it fall onto his head, and then for the rest of the movie, you just see him in the background, like facing completely wrong directions, and it's like, <laughs> oh my god, I just love this movie. It's like you just have to. Oh, You're just gushing I've, at this. Point. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm, I need to get, I need to get back to like <laughs> reality. This, this storm, that storm was just a moosh boosh as compares what is in comparison to what's going to happen next, and you just hear someone in the background saying. What's a boosh boosh? It's like, <laughs> there's just so many, like, why is that funny? It's just so funny. Um, and yeah, uh, for those who haven't seen it, you got to watch it. For those who have seen it, go watch it again. It's, it's just how to make a kid's movie without pandering, without it being a bloody Angry Birds movie or like, you know, all the emoji like, movie, even though I enjoyed the first Despicable Me it's like, like there are it's all those sequels. Something it's born something dark. The Minions movie, the Despicable Me sequels, like all of like the like Illumination, like basic movie. Like they're just basic. Well, the thing is, movies like Illumination literally exists just to make money. They basically, apart from a couple of their early ones, everything is literally just a cash grab. Like, how can we yeah. make merchandise out of this movie? Yeah, exactly. And that's what has ruined them because Despicable Me was great but yeah. then they made like two sequels and um, made million spin-offs and, and they realised how much crazy. old grandmas love the Minions so they started to <laughs> sell that Facebook was never the same after Minion quotes took over after Despicable that's its great me. demise but well like I will say Despicable Me made me want to adopt when, I, when I'm older so We'll give it that, but not much more. <laughs> the first movie, it was good. Definitely good. Um, but, yeah, look, uh, yeah, like, all the... You're right, there are so many just cash-grab kids' movies. Abominable, which is a movie that came out last year. I didn't end up seeing it, but, like, I saw a good YouTube video as to why... What we're doing now is we're just pandering to China. Because, mm. uh, like... It's it, a new it, market. As it, it, crappy as it is, that's pretty much what we're doing... As a society's word. What? Yeah, just... Yeah, that went political quick. Yeah. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I don't know. Quick yeah. question. How do we get from here from Clayton with the Chester Meatballs? <laughs> quick question so for you guys. <laughs> what do you think yeah. of the Lorax? I haven't seen, seen it. it. I mean, I read the original what? book, but that's about it. it. I'm very surprised. Because... I read the original book and I know what the story's about, but I haven't seen it. Seen I loved it. Horton Hears a Who. I want to say that that's basically the only other film in their lineup that isn't just a cash grab. And right. meant to be marketable. Because Despicable Me, yeah. it was it was great, but then basically all their other ones are either like Sing or Secret Life of Pets or the sequels to those. And it's just like 
Mm. Why do you, you don't need to exist? Just disappear, please. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> They're the movie versions of my parents. Alrighty, all right. Um, Someone's going to get us back on track. <laughs> Dylan. All right. Your so number two. My we, number, everyone wants to know your number two. My number two is the little film called Blade Runner. Yeah. Now, film. which little one? Little indie project. You might have yeah. Heard of it. Yeah. Now, the first one. Yes, okay. I would. I would. Now, I. I honestly think that um, Blade Runner's sequel, which is like one of those rare examples of a sequel coming out like 30 years later that yeah. is amazing yeah. and perfect, works perfectly as a sequel. Um, Blade Runner 2049 came out about two years ago, I think. Yeah, three. Or yeah. 2017. Yeah. And I honestly think that is a better movie. <laughs> but the thing is, I love Blade Runner with every fibre of my being. Right. Like the original. It's just everything I want in a, in a movie. It's... It's like it's got my fate like sci-fi that I adore. It got me into like cyberpunk as an aesthetic and a, like a genre, and it is just the most beautiful, like just like dark movie ever. It's just gorgeous to look at. And where was I going with this? Also, my, one of my favorite things about it is it's it's really a really simple movie. It just people think it's not because it it presents so many interesting ideas, but it doesn't like. It doesn't sidetrack itself. It, it stays on its straight, direct path with, like, its simple themes about... Well, not simple, but, like, it's a handful of themes. And then it has this... Everything in the background gets you asking questions about how this world works. Mm. It makes you think, like, why is that the way it is? Then it makes you feel like this, 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 this entire world that this, they've built, but you're only seeing, like, one tiny part of it. Mm. And it just works so well. It's just so dark. It's got so many good ideas, so many themes... It is just gorgeous beyond belief. And, yeah, so... Have you have you seen it, Aaron? No, I've been meaning to, though. Yeah. Same. You've you not get, seen no, it? No, you gave oh. me a USB ages ago that I still have. We could watch it now. It's on Netflix, man. Yeah, I know, but... God. What edition do you like the most? Edition? Like, you know, oh, okay. You know how it's like... There's you know, multiple editions, but there's only really, like, two so you'd actually three. watch. Okay, there's, there's, there's the theatrical edition, which you have to hunt down to find. Yeah. There's a couple of others that you can't even watch unless you, like, find them on a deep, deep dark website. There's the director's cut, which was made by the director, like, an editor what? of the director, because the studio meddled with the original theatrical cut to make it kind of shitty. So the director's cut was used to be, the like, the version you're supposed to watch. Yeah, and then there's the final cut. And then there's the, fi- the final cut, which is happened only about seven years ago-ish. Yeah. And, and it's then generally three years just... ago, they did the final cut too. <laughs> Jesus, the squeak wall. <laughs> final cut pro. Yeah, so <laughs> squeak wall. Yeah. yeah. Now the final, the different. <laughs> Blade Runner three, like chipwrecked. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> it's like Harrison Ford and Ryan Gosling stuck on an island. Yeah, no, they're basically oh a regular Blade Runner movie, but they're all the voices high pitched. <laughs> <laughs> we should do it. Oh Let's my take god. ten shots and do that. <laughs> oh man. <sighs> But yeah, so yeah, what was I? I was saying something before then. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're gonna watch it, you gotta watch the final cut. But that's really like the only, unless you're gonna find it a DVD. If you're gonna watch it on like a stream, it you gotta find the final cut. That's just generally how it is. Okay. But it really the only difference between the final cut and the um the director's cut is it looks better, and right. they've cleaned it up. Okay. And it, there's slight differences that you wouldn't notice unless you're me. Right. But um. Yeah, it is just such a dark, beautiful, gorgeous, thought-provoking, 
film. It's also, it's an 80s, like, sci-fi, so it's got a bit of those weird, creepy things that haven't aged very well. Like, yeah. basically the main character almost kind of sort of rapes the love interest, but we don't talk about that. Yeah, we don't talk about that. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, that aside, it's it's just... It's like one of the best sci-fi movies ever made, and I love sci-fi, despite the fact that very few of this list have been sci-fi for me. (laughs) But yeah, so that is my number two. All right, let's get into honorable mentions. Right. Yeah, all right, Aaron, your honorable mentions. Now, stick to five, because we don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole talking about everything. Yeah, so so don't talk about them as in-depth as we have been. Okay, so a couple of movies that I feel like you just have to watch just so you can say that you've watched them... Um, so you can understand, is The Room and Birdman. Haven't seen either. Like, Have you seen Birdman? You haven't no. seen Birdman? It's oh. on Netflix, man. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. It's just... We can watch it right now, dude. Oh. It's on Netflix. <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, the difference, the difference is I never shut up a Blade Runner for like the last four or five years, yeah, and Sean still hasn't re- seen it. You wonder why I haven't seen it, Dylan. <laughs> okay. Uh, but, but yeah, um, keep going. But yeah, um, Birdman. It's a it's a great theatrical. Um, well, it's a it's a it's a great movie with how they've uh, made it and the room. Just because it's so bad, it's funny. Like it's the original <laughs> so bad. Like it's the one people say it's so bad, it's funny. And yeah, um, I put Sherlock TV series. Now, okay, I kind of consider them all movies in a sense because each of them's like written and directed by different um i think they're no, they're written by the same person but it, there's a different director basically for every episode and they're almost yeah there's three episodes per season for those who don't know yeah and like they're they're always really well done and i'm always impressed with um how they're made and I, yeah i just love them kind of thing uh, um, yeah definitely i i would put them on a tv list so yeah, yeah we'll yeah. do a tv list sometime yeah um basically any any christopher nolan movie like um I really uh, Inception and like Inception, Interstellar. Uh, Interstellar. The, the have you prestige, seen Memento, Aaron? The what? Have you seen Memento? Memento. Um, no, but that's it's on like my, his first movie. It's really good. Yeah, it's on my list of millions of yeah. this, um, movies to watch. I I just I forced Jordan to watch it, and I don't think he liked it when he watched it. I was it. just really tired. I kept falling asleep. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I I just Force find movie. all of them so interesting. Um to me for the, just the concepts in them are amazing definitely um, like yeah um pixar movies i really enjoy pixar movies just all of them they i find they always have a certain quality to them that just everyone is... everyone's top pixar movie if, if you had to pick one what's your favorite pixar movie uh for me it'd be coco um oh. what about well jordan he's already said toy story what about you yeah. What is yours? Toy Story, Aaron? Wait, maybe that's the on his list. Yeah. We... Oh, okay. See, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, he's well we haven't one. done number he's one yet. One. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, okay. So don't spoil well, it. Number one. I can't really choose. Like Up is amazing because, like, it made me so depressed as a kid. But looking back, you know, it's just such like a also another awesome tale. But Coco, man, that made me bawl my eyes out when I watched that. Um, mm. I probably should have seen the twist coming that's in the movie, but uh, I don't know. Um, and that, that or Inside Out, like Inside Out. Oh. Mm. Now you raved about that when you watched it in the cinema. Yeah, I'd probably have to choose Inside Out for now. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Also, I really like um, MCU, Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
Like, there mm. are some dodgy ones in there, but, like, lots of their... Jordan loves the Avengers. <laughs> but, like, lots of their um, big releases, like um, Avengers, some of the original um, ones, like Captain America and Iron Man, they're just really fun movies to watch. Um, Definitely, yeah. As I've mentioned before, Fer- Ferris Bueller is in my honourable mentions. It's just... I just like it. It's a... Yeah. I just have to quickly comment on Marvel Cinematic Universe. I can't, I can't sit still. Um, I, I really like Infinity War and Endgame and I like pockets of other movies, but for the, my, my opinion is that a lot of them are overrated. Um, I haven't seen Thor Ragnarok. Really good. I know. I really should watch it because it's Taika Waititi, right? And did you, did you quickly, quickly, did you hear that he's directing the next Star Wars no. Well, he is. Okay. How awesome is that? Yeah. I mean, I want to believe that that is like, that just doesn't seem like it should work in my yeah, brain. I know, I know, but but neither does him directing a Marvel movie, so what do I know? <laughs> uh, that, that's, just, that's just an aside. He confirmed it. Uh, so it's days confirmed. Ago. It's not a, yeah, like, yeah, he okay, confirmed cool. it a couple of days ago. Um, uh, but look, so, like, I, I just feel as though a lot of the Marvel movies are just too formulaic and just, they don't really broaden cinema at all like yeah I, like cinemas yeah i understand but, that but, they're, but they're also fine. they're fun but also it's they're that fun. like thrill of bringing these superheroes to life in a way that you could almost like they could be real kind yeah, of thing, it's, which i think is an exactly for it's the people it's got that scale as well yeah like, I, Endgame I, I, and- I love the idea of a cinematic universe because it's something i've been thinking about since i was a kid like Oh, imagine if like there were a bunch of these like movies that were integrated with like the same characters and stuff. That would be so cool. Yeah, it's basically like it's basically the most expensive TV show ever made. Yeah, um, but, but that's why I loved Infinity War and Endgame because it has that scale of so many superheroes just doing stuff like yeah, it, like and you and it feels like you've waited so long for like all of them to come together. Mm. Like you've been there for their beginnings. It's just a bit unbelievable that you know, but that like uh, Thor has to is the only one who can deal with his problems in his movie and same with the Iron Man, like all that stuff. Like that's just, that's just my opinion. I haven't seen, I've seen like half of them maybe, right, but well, I don't know. Yeah. That's, 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 a, that's, that's a long that's discussion. Just, that's just my two cents. Oh, the issue. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, cents, have you got any more? Uh, yeah, just a couple <laughs> of quick ones. Um, Captain Fantastic. It was on um, Netflix a while ago, but um, it's not on there now. I, I really enjoyed it. It's a bit of a darker movie, but um, yeah. I quite enjoyed it. Um, I really want right. to watch it again. I think I've heard about that. I just don't really remember. Probably it. from me, to be honest. <laughs> um, Spider-Man yeah. Into the Spideyverse. I just thought it was a really well-made um, movie, like modern, modern superhero movie. I feel like it was. Yeah, it's... Dylan and I are actually watching that. Yeah, after this. that that was something that we've been talking about for like the last two days. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I haven't seen it yet. And also, it's, I agree, Aaron. It's awesome. Yeah, and also the original oh. um, Matrix. I think that was a, oh yes right that yeah. was a really I can't good believe movie. that wasn't on my movie my list but yeah to be honest I enjoy a very broad spectrum of movies from kids yeah. movies to um kind of adult slash inappropriate not adult adult inappropriate <laughs> but like like <laughs> yeah, more no. mature what movies. you doing your own time is your your business Aaron um to more mature movies and also like things from uh rom coms all the way to like um action thriller type things like. And I find it mm. hard to kind of rank them and say, this is my favorite, when you're literally comparing a Disney movie to, like, The Matrix kind of thing. Like, it, it's difficult. 
Yeah. Wait, um, I was gonna say something that was gonna be really profound, but I just forgot it. <laughs> um, never Sweet. mind. Um, all right. Well, if you think about it, we can come round back out after us, to, like us two. Yeah, I'll just we, interrupt yeah, you guys. This is taking a lot, one, lot of time. So, um, like, there are so many movies that you've seen in your life. It's so hard to remember all of them. But just from memory, like, I haven't even come. Wait, up wait, wait. This, sorry, this, sorry. But, I just um, remembered. <laughs> um, yeah. Like, I even enjoy watching like rip-off movies. Like, <laughs> there's always such as so- <laughs> um, Tappy Toes. It's a rip-off oh of Happy Feet. Oh my gosh. Like, Aaron sent me a snap of this. Oh my goodness. <laughs> it was the best movie ever. Well, not, not really. I just, it's it really... It's so terrible. But like, there's another one called Chopkick Panda, and I'm really excited to watch oh that Oh my god, well. that is the most cringe thing I've ever heard. I know. We gotta get, do 10 shots and do that one, Dylan. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it's like funny to watch just because of how bad it is kind of thing. Like... I always find a like way the room, to, yeah. I always find a way to enjoy a movie. And that's what I find difficult to yeah. why I find them difficult to rank. Okay, now you can continue, Jordan. Uh, thank you. <laughs> um, a movie that I adore, even though it's completely cheesy, is a movie called Flipped. Do you remember that one, Dylan? It's the one set Oh the- yeah. yeah. I keep forgetting about that movie yeah, and like think about it like what's its name? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. So it's set in nineteen 19- Oh, like early 60s, actually. Um, And it's just a love story from the perspective of both the boy and the girl. So, basically, it's about this kid... um, Oh, how old are they? They're like 13, 14? Yeah, they're like... A bit younger than that. No, no. Okay. No, they're like 13, 14, 15-ish. And, you know, this is back... This is like, you know, back in like the dawnings of suburbia and all that stuff. It's, It's just got that awesome 50s aesthetic, but which is half the reason why I like it, but, um, like, you, you'll spend the first 10 minutes being, like, the, the guy's, like, Julie was, like, you know, the the annoying girl next door, and I didn't really like her, and this is what happened, and all that sort of stuff, and then she did all this, and then, and then the screen literally kind of, like, flips, and then you see Julie's perspective of the same events. I was, like, Bryce was always my dream boy, and, like, I always, <laughs> like, ever since meeting him, I, I like, I, I loved his... Uh, blue eyes and stuff um, and yeah like I um, it, it's, it's just it's just cool to see like how perspective can change things because the boy comes from a bit of a richer family and the girl comes from a bit of a um, a bit of a poorer family but you kind of see like the, the difference in values with the richer family even though the more wealthy they're generally a bit more unhappy because just like the way their parents are in the whole family structure and um it's it has a really good um like comment on like issues from the era like people like back then being like really adverse to anyone with like uh physical or mental illness like it's like a very like uh oh they're just a pansy sort of thing you know mm. um and yeah uh, I, I don't want to spoil it but um it's got yeah it's just a it's just a just a Fun movie. Um, the reason why it's not like maybe on my top five is because even though the ending isn't bad, I feel as though I was just left asking some more questions. Um, but yeah. Um, another one is Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's one of the movies I saw last year. Um, I have only seen it once, but it's one of those ones that I really enjoy because I'm just, I'm just glad that that movie's out there. 
Um, movies like that get to exist. That, yeah, exactly. Like, I, like those are the kinds of movies that I wish existed over like the MCU sort of thing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I always have to do that. Um, another couple of movies that I saw last year that I love, Parasite. Absolutely well done movie. Um, don't want to spoil it, but it's definitely worth all the hype. Um, and Jojo Rabbit. Absolutely, like these are the movies you saw last year. Yeah, I've got my movies I saw last year. Okay, how long is that list? It's like uh, thirty-seven to oh, okay. forty movies. I, I thought that was like your honourable mention. No, 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 no. Okay. No, no. Um, no. So Jojo Rabbit, um, absolutely hilarious. Aaron, did you end up go seeing that? I don't think you did, did you? No, unfortunately. No, that's all right. It's just a funny movie. It's just fun. It's just fun. Um, but it also hits its emotional beats really well. Mm. And finally, for, for now, I think, um, is Knives Out, which is another movie I saw last year. Oh, I've got another one after this. Um, <laughs> another movie I saw last year. It's a whodunit, but it's really well done. Like, I, I'm so tired of the whodunit structure because I've been into at, at, at the theatre, and they're just kind of all cheesy. But this one is so masterfully done, and it's just such an adventure to watch. My last one... Oh, actually, two more. Both Kevin Spacey movies. <laughs> one of them, Baby Driver, oh, which yes. was originally going to be in my top five, but I decided against it. Um, and then the other one, Pay It Forward. Um, Pay It Forward is the one that you probably haven't heard about. It's about this kid who, um, who is challenged by his teacher to change the world. Um, it's, the teacher gave it out as like a kind of like, like a, you can't, like... Uh, rhetorical question. Yeah, rhetorical question. Like, you, you can try, but you can't really do this. But this kid decides that he's going to go and help three different people. And instead of them paying him back, they're going to pay it forward to three other people. So this kid basically invented a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so he was arrested halfway... Th- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, it's, it's like a pyramid scheme, just without actual any... Like, without things. the bad stuff. Yeah, yeah, without the money badness. Um, oh, I've got another one after this quickly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's already going too long. Um, basically, uh, yeah. So it, it's just about how you can actually kind of change the world if you just do another good deed for someone else. And what a freaking ending. Do you remember watching that movie? I think I showed yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. We watched it together. Yeah. Did you like it? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen it, Aaron? Sorry. Which one? Pat Forward. No. Pat Forward. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, my last one for now is Gravity. Um, such a great simple story that's told very well from both the storytelling perspective, a written perspective and a cinema, cinema, uh, cinematographic perspective. I think that's how you pronounce it. All right. Shut me up. Dylan, go ahead. All right. So my five honorable mentions, um, these are on the, um, top, like the bottom five of the top 10 makes any sense. Um, so number one, like that would be, first would be, um, Princess Mononoke, which is a studio Ghibli film. Yep. Um, now it's probably got to be, in my opinion, one of, if not the best animated movie I've ever seen. And that includes Over Coco. I just think this movie is just so gorgeous. I haven't seen it yet, but it, it is both so gorgeous and both beautiful. Like this music in this movie has got to be one of my favorite, like soundtracks of anything ever. And that tops, it almost tops Blade Runner. Like, right. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just a. Gorgeous movie, um, all the characters are great, and it's one of those environmental, like, it's a story, environmental story, but, like, it doesn't, 
it's not really like as preachy as you would think of it. It is preachy in a way that like the characters are like, this is bad, that's good. But they're all, it's more about like nature can be brutal and cruel and like mm. nature, like, and you know, it's all about like all the, there's no real bad guy in that movie. Like yeah. they're all kind of flawed characters and it's all, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Hey, the director, Hayao Miyazaki always kind of has like an environmental message. Like, yeah. Like spirited away when, what's the name? The girl's name. I can't remember uh, her name, but yeah. She has two different names in the movie. Um, she pulls like, uh, something out of like this little swamp monster and just like, like it, it's a river spirit. Yeah. And like so much trash just flows out. Yeah. And also in Ponyo, there's like a, a scene where they're like trawling through the bottom of the ocean. There's just trash and stuff yeah. everywhere. He always kind of has that environmental message. So yeah, yeah. It's and it, like it, it's it's movie. much more subtle than I think a movie like The Lorax would be. I haven't seen that, but like. I know, yeah. I know what the original story is, and that hits you right over the face with like, but it's for kids. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So my one next one that would be going down there would probably be um, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh yes, which is a Wes Maybe. Anderson movie. Um, it's all very colourful and whimsical in it. it. It feels like a movie done in the style of a child, like a a kids movie, aesthetically, but for adults. That's right. kind of how I think yeah. of it now that I've watched it a couple of times. Because it's all very colourful and, like, storybook-esque, which is a very, like, um, Wes Anderson thing to do. Yeah. But all, all the characters are very, like, um, specifically, like, there's the two main characters. There's a, um, a lobby boy who is in a big hotel called the Grand Budapest Hotel in Europe. And the, um, basically the concierge of that hotel and their relationship together. And, like, them going on an adventure due to, like, a like painting heist and a whole bunch of other cool yeah. stuff. And, like... Yeah, it's just like a very it's very funny in the way that the humor is like dotted in and it's very subtle, but when it hits it strikes hard. Yeah. For me at least, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's just a very meticulously well crafted movie. Exactly. From, yeah. From all, all the way through because like it, it's use of symmetry yeah. um and as well as its uh, color palette just using like really um strong pastel colors. Um Exactly. So it's, much it's, pink and like yeah, pastel yeah, pink. Yeah. It's like if you got like a like a 50s styled like milk like a cardboard milk carton yeah and turn that into a movie I reckon yeah it's it's yeah it's just so beautiful and it it feels like a kid's storybook movie like it yeah. feels like this yeah. isn't real but like all the characters feel so real yeah yeah so we'll leave that there um the next after that would probably be um Children of Men which is a sci-fi film basically the premise is at one point, um, some, no one knows why humans just are, can't stop repopu- um, being able to reproduce. <laughs> can't stop repopulating. Right. Everyone stop <laughs> having sex. <laughs> Too many people. That's pretty much now, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so basically, humans lose the ability <laughs> to reproduce. That's a movie I would watch. Jesus. <laughs> That's a movie I do watch. <laughs> All right. Uh, sorry, I should stop. It's called Life. Yeah. Well, um, sure. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, so the movie is basically, yeah, so humans lose the ability to reproduce and it's about society like collapsing around it and like, it's all about like what happens when people lose hope because like, and what hope is really like what it means for people because without going too much detail into the plot, it basically follows this one man who used to be like an activist, but now that the world has ended, he basically has just given up on like the future and life yeah. and there's, um... His oh, his wife and like some new new stuff happens and he he realizes what like what it means to have hope and all that kind of stuff and like it re like it's it's a depressing movie in like 
stating what the world would come to if something like this happened. Like, it's a very... It's a dystopian movie in the, in the feel that, like, it doesn't feel very sci-fi. It just feels like if this horrible thing happened, this is the, this is the kind of result that would happen in today's world. Yeah. And, yeah, it's... it's it's and it's also for those who know this. Um, it's it's shot like um, single take. Like it's single take in in a similar way, but not nowhere near as like to the point as um, nineteen seventeen. It's all lots of lots of tracking shots. It kind of feels like you're following this one guy through his big journey in the same way in nineteen seventeen, and it's also directed by the same guy who did Gravity, Jordan. So I don't What's know if you know that um, it's Alfonso Cuaron, I think. I'm not sure. I can't oh, remember. Uh, yeah, he, I, all I remember about him is that he's um that he's guy, Mexican. But that's about I all I remember. That's the guy that did Me and Del the Dying Girl. Well, maybe maybe it is. I don't know. <laughs> I'll I, look it up. Might have got them confused. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and it's just a, it's a awesome, awesome like movie. That's all all I add to it. And one of my favorites. And also, then the last of my honorable mentions is it is Alfonso Cuarón. Okay. The last of my um, honourable mentions is Django Unchained, which is a twi- Quentin Tarantino movie. A, a Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> but yeah, so now this is I'm, I would say this is the Quentin Tarantino movie that I would say you start people on with his style, because right. like his most famous movie is, um, pulp of course, Pulp Fiction, which is the most Tarantino movie there is. Really, because yeah. it's all like the thing with Tarantino's movies is they're not really they're very they're rarely very linear. Um, they they usually have lots of different things going on at once, and you don't really know what's going to happen next scene. And it's kind of like, from that part, it's kind of difficult to follow. Whereas, so it's kind of yeah, it, yeah, it's very like personal and like creative, but in a way that kind of makes it feel a bit rambling. I feel a lot of them, but for me, his best mo- like best movie would be um, Django. Django, because I just feel like it's such a... All the characters are brilliant, and also the bad the villain is terrifying and creepy and disc- and you hate him with all the, every fibre of your being. Yeah. And also, it just... It's, it's a revenge story, but it's got so much style and so much, like... You, you, you feel so much for these characters that you go from beginning to end like a roller coaster ride. Whereas... Yeah. Um, like something like Pulp Fiction and also Reservoir Dogs feel more like dodgem cars where you're driving around and you get bounced from one crazy thing to the next and then you're like trying to follow what's going on and it leaves you at the end of the film with a lot more questions I feel like than understanding what actually happened which is good but I feel like for me Django Unchained is the prime example of what Tarantino could do. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that's my top five. Here we go everyone. Here we go. Oh, so excited. <laughs> um, it's top one time. I, I'm I'm scared. All right. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I'm scared. Okay. And I'm shaking yeah. in my seat right now. Mm. Aaron, yeah. this has been quite a journey. Dylan, thank you for coming along the ride. Yeah. Um, no good. matter what happens from this point onwards, um, just know that I love you both, and um, I don't want this to define us or separate us. But rather encourage us to grow <laughs> as humans. What are you laughing about, Dylan? Uh, just the seriousness that you're taking with like what well, movie we're choosing. Why don't you leave if you're not going to be invested in me emotionally? I am and invested, physically. Jordan. Okay, not physically, but emotionally, I'm invested. I just think you know, melodrama has its place. Well, this is my podcast. <laughs> if you don't like it, you can leave. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Aaron, mm-hmm. you're number one. 
My number one is Interstellar. Now, oh. this is the only one that I would say definitely has a place that is officially ranked. Right, okay. Okay. So this is your favourite movie of all time? Yes, because every time I watch it, it just gives me chills kind of thing. Like, it's like it's that kind of movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, yeah, I can I can definitely see where you're coming from. It's, I originally heck, it's saw, a crazy ride. Yeah, I originally saw it in IMAX. On, oh, um, one of the trips I would kill to see it in IMAX oh it was that'd be so good it was amazing to see in IMAX it was it's just you you felt like you were there in space you could you could feel the silence you could feel the tension you could feel every single thing that happened and I think that's what right. made it such an amazing movie for me in the beginning but then it's that feeling just sticks with me every time I watch it kind of thing it's yeah I love it love it love it love it love it I I like okay I don't remember hardly I remember hardly anything about you gotta it. rewatch it man you, I know, I know you can't I know, half watch this movie I did okay I I started watching it once at Aaron's place we were, we were watching Gravity then Interstellar but by the time Interstellar came on I was already really late and I started to fall asleep so we, I I fell asleep like half an hour to 40 minutes into it. We then watched it again on the train to Sydney one time on, I think, Aaron's iPad. Watching it on the train. Oh, my God. And I don't really remember much about it. Like, I, like which which is good because... Now it, you can it, go it, into it, like, cleaner. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I want to give it another chance, but I, I wasn't... I was nev- I've never been hooked by it. That's because you're watching it on a train. That's, well, it's not to say that it's not a good movie. I'm just saying that I just uh, I'd like to give it another chance, but three hours is a big commitment, which is why I haven't. Same why reason I haven't. I haven't seen the newest Scorsese movie. It's like yeah. literally three the hours and like tw- yeah, three hours yeah, and twenty minutes. We should, yeah, but like yeah, yeah I've got to be like perfectly in the moment for that length of exactly. movie. But Interstellar, yeah. Interstellar, I watched on like it's just a monitor there. That monitor there, Jordan. Um, yeah. Everyone, just look at your closest monitor yeah. that you're closest to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm, the same. I was going to describe it before Jordan interrupted, but sure. it's it's you know it's it's a bit smaller than your average TV. But so the thing it's is, a I like seven inch or twenty. It's, it's yeah, look, it, yeah, it's like a twenty-seven. Inch. Well, it's like uh, like uh, it's like a, it's a small TV. Yeah, let's just go with that. So um, yeah, so and yeah. And I think this is the kind of movie you gotta you gotta focus, you gotta be in the zone. And once you do, it gets it's a crazy ride and like it opened my eyes to so much more like sci fi concepts and like the cruel reality of what all those things well, mean. Um, Dylan, I hate to disappoint, but they're actually not really sci fi concepts. Like the actual space oh, travel look... part is. Yeah, yeah. what you realize is this is fiction, right. Dylan. Is literally... You're not learning anything right okay. now, Dylan. It's got science in it, but you can't tell me it doesn't have fiction in it. Okay, it does. It definitely ha- doesn't have. It definitely has. Dylan, fiction. what you realize? It's a and, documentary. It's not actually a movie. But, but Dylan, <laughs> what you need to understand is that lots of those things and concepts in the movie are actually based off actual science. Yeah, I know. I, I'm Dylan, aware of that. Like, but the, the thing, like, okay, but that's like don't saying you realize like, that this is all possible. Yeah. Like, like the point I'm trying to make is science fiction doesn't necessarily mean it's impossible. It just means that it's science told from a fictitious point of view, with um you know liberties taken. Like the that's Bible like saying yeah, but like but saying 
But like, <laughs> like saying, like, it's like saying, like, you know, you can't, like, you, any movie about artificial intelligence, like, isn't like, is, you know, isn't science fiction because, you know, we have Siri. Like, Except sure, we, that, we can no, talk no, no, about, no, no, like, no. What, what, the, what would it mean for a human to go around a black hole and the effects that that would have. But the thing is, no one's done that, so it has to be told from a fictitious point of view. But that's a rant for another day. <laughs> that's a debate for another day, Dylan. Yeah. Yeah, all right. It's it like, yeah, okay. If I'm it was about an actual astronaut, I would agree with you. I'm going to fly down to Melbourne oh. just to argue with you Go about this, Dylan. Oh, please do. I miss our lunchroom table arguments. <laughs> they kept Hi, me going. Everyone. Here is my grand reveal. Um, Dylan has, a, as a sh- has done his... Oh, no, never mind. Sorry. It's your turn. Yeah, yeah. Did we just not listening? <laughs> all right. <laughs> my favourite movie of all time, and this, this is something that I decided uh, around a bit over five years ago. It was Clyde with a Chance of Meatballs for a good five years, but um, for the last five years or so, or maybe a bit less, um, this film has held a place in my heart that ever since letting it infiltrate my brain, heart, my uh, left kidney, I have yeah, lungs, eyes, um, my left earlobe. Um, it, it, is, it is lassoed my my soul and it it's 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 hold on tight that movie is uh fast and the furious seven. Oh, definitely i was waiting for you so, to like give us a Johnson. bullshit answer um, yeah i'm sorry <laughs> interstellar is actually like a hundred um fast and furious seven is actually my number one yeah all right fast and furious one to 99 are actually my it's not as good as too fast too furious or oh, yeah. tokyo drift yeah well, those movies are actually pretty decent. I, I haven't seen any of them, so I don't know. Yeah, they're childhood movies for me. Okay, I've only <laughs> seen Jake, I've only seen the one where they drive a car through the Burj Khalifa. That's <laughs> which is like one of the newer ones. That's uh, Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Dylan. What's, there's no car in that movie. In the go- <laughs> there's no car in that movie. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean. In the Burj Khalifa. I know, uh, but there is a Tom Cruise. And cars have cruise control, Dylan. Okay. Logical. And they have Tom see, navigation see, systems. It's based in science. <laughs> see? <laughs> My number one is Back to the Future. Everyone knows that already. Yeah. Well, I was yeah, I thought it was gonna be old dogs or something oh, like that. That's my least favourite movie of all time. We'll do those later. <laughs> but um Back to the Future is such a perfect movie. It's got everything. It has that cool science fiction concept. It's got time travel. It's got romance. It's got the eighties. It's got the fifties. Hello, yeah, those wake the, up, sheeple. Those are the two reasons. Like it, it could be a, everything else could be like dodgy, and it, it but it's set in the fifties and the eighties. So yeah. therefore, it, it's the top. that's, yeah, yeah. that's how it works for Jordan. <laughs> like I, I love eighties stuff, but even more so, I love late fifties, early sixties stuff. Um, it's just this. This is a movie that's cast brilliantly. Michael J. Fox as Marty. So good. Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown, amazing. But even better than those, Crispin Glover as Marty's dad and uh, uh, Leah Thompson as Lorraine, Marty's mum. And uh, uh, what's his name? Brian. No, I was going to say Brian Wilson. That's a beach boy. Um, (laughs) um, We don't need all the names. Someone Wilson. Thomas Wilson, I think is his name. Um, Playing Biff, uh, the you know the, the high school bully, do such an amazing job at portraying adults and then teenagers. Like it's insane that they're 
they're the same person, but I'll, I'll, I'll digress. Back to the Future is like, yeah, it's amazingly cast. It's amazingly shot. This, the, the whole story is just so well paced and the, the movie just keeps going. Like it, it has a slow beginning with like the clocks and stuff. Um, and you just are left asking questions. Um, but then you, it, it's revealed kind of who Marty is. And then you have that whole like power of love sequence going into the, this is a movie that, and Dylan's tested it with me, I think, um, is that you can skip to any moment in the movie and I would be able to, I would be able to hear a line. Then I'll be able to say that the line yeah. after <laughs> I've seen this movie 18 times. I think, let me just check my, cause I literally have a, uh, a count of how many times I've seen this movie. Uh, I've seen... It's been, a, it's been a year and a half since I last saw it, actually. Uh, one sec, one sec. You're one slipping, sec. Jordan. Know, You're I'm slipping. slipping. I was going to watch it on my way here. I've seen the first one 17 times. It is just an incredible, incredible movie that I, I just... Yeah, I just... I, 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 can't, I can't keep going on. It's just... It's, it's so amazing. Uh, and the, the sequel and the... The third one, don't lose quality in my opinion at all. Like, even though the, the first one's my favorite, the second one and the third one were both written um, and filmed at the same time, pretty much. So it, the quality is just super consistent across all. Yeah. all I would agree with the first two, but for me, like, you begin to notice all the patterns and the deliberate patterns, but for me, they make it very easy to see what's going on. Like, you predict things far too easy because you know, because it's similar to how it happened to the previous film. Yeah. That makes any sense. I get you, yeah. Yeah. So for the first two avoid that because you don't realize what's coming. Yeah. But the third one, you see, you notice things a lot quicker than but, you But would. I guess the, the, the issue, well, the, the moral of the third one is that because in, in the first movie, Marty doesn't grow really as a character. He just gets out of his situation, mm. um, which is to some a flaw, but I guess over a, a trilogy arc, it, it kind of works because in, in the first two movies, all of his problems stem from him worrying about what other people think. Like everyone, as soon as someone calls him a chicken, it's like a switch where he, he needs to prove that wrong. Mm. The whole third movie is about just not doing that. So he doesn't get into all these crap situations to begin with. Yeah. Guess, but anyway, back to the future. Yeah. What a twist. <sighs> yeah. Dylan. All right. Um, Take us home, Country Roads. All right. So the final entry in this big epic saga of favorite movies. Yeah. Now, this was a tough one because I consider this to be part of a trilogy, even though technically it's not. Mm-hmm. The thing is, my favorite movie of all time is has got to be... Shaun of the Dead. Hot Fuzz. Oh, wow. Because that's the thing. Shaun of the Dead is like a m- <laughs> cosmic, tiny <laughs> quark, that Aaron a quark <laughs> away from being number one. And also quark. the world's end... Two quarks away from being number one. It's just Ugh. the thing is these movies are directed by um, Simon Pegg and both star no directed by Edgar, <laughs> Edgar Wright, Wright and star Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And these two like it's the thing is these movies are so similar in their humor and their their directing the directive and like cinematography style. That they just feel they complete each other so well. Mm. They're part. They they feel like they belong together, even though they start completely different characters in completely different situations. But the same, very similar actors. The thing is, um, because most of them are the same. But um, the reason I would pick 
hot fuzz over Shaun of the Dead and The World's End. And also, every other, like the two other of Edgar Wright's movies could also be on this list because they're also amazing, which is Baby Driver and um, Scott Pilgrim vs. The World. Oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, so... Wait, quick question, Aaron. Have you seen Hot Fuzz? Oh, uh, sorry, what was it? Have you <laughs> seen Hot Fuzz? No. You uh, gotta see it, man. Have you seen Shaun of the Dead? No. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, okay. Have you not seen Shaun of the Dead? No. I thought I showed it to you. No. Okay. You show, show me the world's end. Oh, yeah, that's right. That, that was before you could really appreciate it, though, to be honest. Because yeah. we're, we're watching it on my computer or my iPad in a tent. That's so, true. That's true. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so those movies, like, they both have brilliant characters. And, like, here's the thing. I feel, personally, that every single line in that movie cannot be removed because it pays off something down the line. Like, and or, or complete something from p- before. It's just... Every, every part of that movie is perfect. I, have, I can think of nothing I would cut out, and I can't say that about any of the other movies on my lists. Right. I can't think of a single flaw, and that is just the biggest praise I can give. They're hilarious. They're brilliant. You have no... Like, specifically Hot Fuzz, because it's kind of a mystery where the other two films aren't really. And it's also... Hot Fuzz basically is about a Titus Nails London police officer who is forced to move to a small rural English town after basically he outshines everyone in the London PD and basically they just kick him out because they're sick of like looking bad in regards to him. And he basically has to like shape up this tiny English town where all the rules are lax and like, you know, and it's hilarity ensues and also it gets crazy quick and amazing. Like it is just such a brilliant movie. Every single line, like, and as Jordan said before, it is so damn quotable and it is just, Oh, it yeah, I can't even begin to begin. Like Yeah, it is Maybe just... one quote from the movie then, Dylan. Oh, okay. Um The Greater Good. The Greater Good. Oh yeah. But, yeah. Man, I'm gonna bust that one out. Oh yeah, okay. If I if I hadn't circle. watched if I hadn't watched your fucking film, I wouldn't have gotten it at all. <laughs> I swear, Dylan. Oh. We've gotten so far in. Oh no. I'm sorry guys. Jordan's got just... me passionate. He we're, attacked we're, the we're he just... attacked the perfect thing I love. But wow. Yeah, girlfriend. I don't. I honestly, I haven't watched it in a while, so I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm running out of like things to like quotes that say. Yeah. Um. There's lot. Yeah. That's just. It's just right. So good. But yeah. Thanks, Dylan. Watch it. That's the all, all right. I got to say. And everything else Edgar Wright has ever made. How do we feel now, everyone? Feel pretty good. Good. Yeah. Aaron? <laughs> uh, this has been a very to be quiet now because everyone's kind of gone to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> This is, this is perhaps our longest episode now, I think. Yeah, well, yeah, unintentionally, I thought it was actually going to go pretty short. Yeah. Um, so, look, we're going to end it here, guys. But thank you very much for tuning in. Um, uh, we, we really enjoyed sharing all these, and we might do another topic another time, such as games or TV shows or, you know. Um, we might go just, like, top three next time. Or yeah. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, because we... we, we... Maybe not honourable mentions, because yeah, they took up a lot yeah. of time. Well, I did that because I thought we weren't going to have enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or we get um, rid of Dylan, and we just do top five again. Oh, oh that's a good idea. dog. How dare you. <laughs> oh. Thanks for joining us today, Dylan, on a special episode of it the was a, It was a treat. Thank you for joining me in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll be... It'd yeah. be a bit weird if I was just sitting in the corner while you did this. Yeah, true. So... Um, and Aaron, I'll speak to you. Oh, wait, we'll, we'll speak to you after. The... Thanks for watching this episode of the Taste of Podcast. Yes, thank you. Um, if you if you'd like if you'd like to uh, 
Email us. You can do so at the tasteful podcast at gmail.com. That's T H E T S T E F U but P D C A S T at gmail.com. Go for it, Dylan. This is Dylan signing off. No, I don't know what you want. No, what are you, talking, what are you queuing me for? <laughs> spell out the tasteful podcast at gmail.com. I don't know how to spell. Come Just on, go for it, Dylan. Um, the tasteful podcast. No, you gotta spell it at gmail.com. Uh, why? Just do it. Just do it. T H E T A S T E F U L P O D C A T. Wait. S T S T dot C O M dot A U dot Gov dot A U. It's a government institution. Mandatory listening. Alright, everyone. We're, we're going crazy here. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. Yes. Bye. Say bye, Aaron. Bye. <laughs> Turtle Pip and Cheerio audience. That's my new thing I say. It's can it's official. Mm-hmm.